Whoa! We leave tomorrow for that convention. We better pack. Oh, dang, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'll get the bristles of dental cleaning. I got the dice. D&D related t-shirts, check. Sharpened pencils and a palette of character sheets. Fantasy themed cologne, all packed. I'll grab our underpants. Which one? Donut print. Good call. Super comfy. Okay, so which book should we bring? All of them. Lamp boys got the books! Karen, you ready? It's about to drop. Do it! Dungeons and Dragons. Dan here. I started out in 5e. And me? I was sitting behind the DM screen. Yeah, that was three short years ago. I built a dragonborn fighter with no gusto. Fast forward a year. We're buying supplements and copping brand new gear. Incessantly making characters for one another. The only one who cared, of course, was our brother. Building new characters, score them all day. Each and every week, a brand new baby. How's their melee? How's their range? How's their magic? How controlling? How to range? That's not a category. Just keep going. Uh, I think we were here? Grab a comfy chair and a glass of mead. Another fresh episode in your feed. Other podcasts can be kinda drab. This ain't one, it's the Character Lab. And welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around the one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week, we are bringing a new, same character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content and scoring against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our personal charisma modifiers to convince the other that our baby is better. Hey, I'm Garen. And for a Patreon dollar, I'll make you holler. It's Dan here. This week, we link brains and see who oozes out. In a test of our brother-in-lawhood, we have both taken the same name provided by Tommy Hennessy on Facebook and have tried to make an identical build. We have agreed to use only Wizards official content on D&D Beyond, not a sponsor, so as to increase our chances of success. Now, full disclosure here, Tom Hennessy is a personal friend of mine, also a Patreon contributor, and objectively had the best name for us to choose. Now, another full disclosure, if we don't agree on at least, like, race or class... This whole exercise could be spooky or just an abject failure. So let's see how this goes. It's not completely out of the question for us to be pretty darn close, though, because we've had more than a couple bonus episodes of the Monster Lab where we've made very, very similar things. It's kind of creepy. No joking about it. Garen and I are starting to think very similarly in our character builds. Yeah, for those of you that haven't heard our Patreon episodes, we did a Monster Lab bonus episode last year where for no reason that we can discern we both created a monster that was a boar and that was it and 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 we realized that we had been doing the show too long and so we retired and then we came back the next week and started fresh again now let's see who builds the best level four fat neil go ahead and start us off garen the recent rise in popularity for the moonshade isles have been great for the local economy to a point Tourist adventurers from all over have gathered on this island seeking mystical treasures and magic. The Furbolg natives to this land had hundreds of years of peace shattered as they are now bombarded with questions and come-ons from every low-level hero that thinks they got great charisma. This reclusive race of Furbolgs abhorred this attention, for the most part. Fat Neil is not like his kin. A jovial and verbose Furbolg, He would spin tales that resonated with the strangers, sharing any knowledge he had of local lore while providing some foreshadowing for future dangers they would encounter. 
standing an average height and just north of average weight for a furbolg. He isn't exactly rotund by his people's standards, but the more he socialized with elves and humans, the more he seemed pudgy in comparison to their sweet six-packs. Fat Neil began to receive payment for his efforts, and eventually he made a real business out of this. Adorning himself in the finest robes and baubles to draw attention of the newcomers, he would dazzle them with a multimedia display with his stories that spun words right into the air. Now eventually this too became too mundane for the curious creature. He had exhausted his enthusiasm for the secrets of his home island and set out with the next reasonable group of adventurers he met. Sailing the seas and visiting new lands as a friendly NPC to the party, Fat Neil kept them entertained and made many new friends along the way. He isn't much in a scrap, but he sure has your back when it comes to navigating the tense moments of social atmosphere. So, I have correctly created Fat Neil, and he is, if you haven't gathered, Furbolg Level 4 Bard College of Glamour. And I chose the sailor background because I felt that furbolgs and sailors are the most common to have a nickname. Okay, so this exercise may not be completely pointless. Uh, we got a few similarities here, Garen. The only thing is, is listeners, we all know that Garen did not correctly make Fat Neil. I mean, I don't think I need to go into that much detail about the Fat Neil, right? I mean, he's kind of your quintessential support guy, you know? I mean, no, he's not technically a fantastic presence on the battlefield when it comes to damage dealing, but man, have you heard how he plays the drum? Man, it's something about the trunk, I think. Nothing stops him from keeping that beat. I mean, it's hard to get this guy shook, and it's a good thing too, because he really riles up his party. I mean, I've seen those guys really down and out, and Fat Neil just wallops that drum, and all of a sudden a couple guys get up and just finish the job. It's like Tiger coming back to win the Masters, you know? Well, anyway, you know what else he can do with that thing? Mind control. I don't know, something about the beat can pause enemies right in their tracks or make them move in a certain direction. I've never seen anything like it. But don't get it twisted. When he gets elephant pissed, he can pound that thing as loud as thunder. can actually move you from where you're standing. I think part of his weight problem just has to do with his impeccable sense of smell. I mean, he can smell everything from all over. I once saw him smell a cherry pie that was sitting on the windowsill from four miles out. Incredible. Oh, and, and one more thing. He knows it's a nickname and all, but he's really just trying to be Neil. He's been working out. I have correctly built Fat Neil as a level four Loxodon College of Valor Bard with the entertainer background. Obviously, Fat Neil's a bard. We both got that correct. I love your backstory, which is just like a guy in a bar just telling the story about his friend. Yeah, we all know Fat Neil. You guys don't know Fat Neil? Get another beer. Let's talk about Fat Neil for a second. <laughs> so I think I correctly rolled up Fat Neil this week. No, a couple of your die might have been cocked on the cracks of the table because these are not the correct stats for Fat Neil. I think you might need some new dice. You know who you should talk to? Tabletop loot. They got the fat loots. Full of great products and even more heart. Their store has shirt mugs, tote bags, and hordes and hordes of dice. What really makes this place special is they regularly support gaming and schools by having sales where every dice set purchase means one will be donated to a school gaming program. We can't emphasize enough how cool that is of them. And what's more, their dice selection cannot be beat, and we don't have time to list them all. So I'm going to tell you guys, when you want to roll up the real deal Fat Neil, you need to be using Celestial Opal. Now, patterned with pink and blue hues set in a milky white backdrop that show off the elegance and sophistication of this sailing fop. 
So when you click the link in our show notes for your next character, Fat Neil, and use the code LABRAT, get 15% off your total purchase. This works on everything except those metal Norse foundry dice, but Fat Neil don't mess with those. So grab some fresh loot and give boring the boot. <laughs> Thank you, Garen and Tabletop Loot, for that message. Now, if you're just joining us for the first week, what the heck's wrong with you? This is where I'll explain the show's format, dum-dum. If you aren't, skip ahead about 20 seconds. We've got nine categories that we've prepared arguments for. In each, we will state why Fat Neil deserves a score between minus two and positive two. A plus two is nailing that same build that your co-host did. And a minus two is probably what's happening right now. Finally, once per show, each of us will be able to force the other one to roll for the score in which they're arguing for as a charisma saving throw using the charisma score of the character in which we have in our possession today. And then at the end of the show, whoever has the most points wins. Simple enough. I'm going to start us off in our first category, which is melee. And that's easy, hand-to-hand combat, using weapons. What does Fat Neil do? He's got a zero. He's got a rapier. Plus five to hit. 1d8 plus three piercing damage. That's it. That's not his strong point. Everybody knows that. Even zero. Even zero. But you know what? I think you're giving Fat Neil too much credit in the melee category. Because, you know, if anything... He's entertaining. My Fat Neil is telling stories. Yours is incorrectly using drums. But regardless, he's not really good about the rapier. Plus five to hit is way too much. It's a plus two to hit. And it's a 1d8, no additional damage. Fat Neil is a minus one. Yeah, you're definitely a minus one. You're right. What kind of ranged damage output does Fat Neil do? Fat Neil keeps a ornate dagger at his waist. He bought it in an exotic shop. He loves it. He keeps it by his bedside because he can look at himself in the mirror finish of the dagger. He can technically throw it for a plus two to hit 1d4 damage. So it's better than nothing. But I'm telling you this right now, he doesn't want to throw that dagger. All right, so what are you arguing here? I mean, that's that's a minus one. It's a dagger. You're going to get a minus one in your version, but I'll be honest with you. I actually recorded the phone call that I had with Fat Neil earlier today. And, uh, well, I'll just play it here. So tell me, uh, you know, I'm preparing this episode all about you, and I just want to know, what exactly do you use for ranged combat? Uh, so obviously this is a minus two. Fat Neil doesn't even know that ranged combat exists. Who is that fake Fat Neil you were talking to? That's not what Fat Neil sounds like. Sounds fat. He, well, sure. Yes. You nailed that part. I can assure you that I was talking to the real Fat Neil because in Burninating, he's another even zero. He's got a Thunder Wave, 2d8. I like this for a zero because it's more potent than your average spell. I think it's a zero. Yeah, but why would Fat Neil be using a Thunder Wave? That drum, baby. But that might knock over his drums, which he doesn't use, by the way. By the way, he's got those ones in the high school marching band that strap on the shoulders, those big bass drums. That's what he's messing with. No, 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 no. The wrists of his shirt are ruffled. He's got a huge lapel on his jacket. He would never want to mess any of that up. His hair is freaking beautiful. He's not throwing no thunder waves. Fat Neil is a straight negative two in burninating. He casts no magic damage. For those of you listening at home, I've got a negative four to Dan's negative two. Fat Neil is crushing it in the lab. Take us into the control category. How controlling is Fat Neil? Well, I mean, he totally is at this point. He's got detect magic, which is important. He can disguise himself, and he can charm person. 
arguing? I'm arguing a one at level four. I think you're going to get a zero to my one because, like I told you, Fat Neil's been working out. I took the athlete feet. No, no. He would never do that. What kind of workouts does he do? Lat pull downs, but he does it incorrectly. Oh, <laughs> he's using too much of his back. Yeah, like twisting at the waist. I saw him on the ab machine once and he was just torquing it all over the place. That's why he gave up on the workouts. No, man, he's still at it. That's why his back is so bad. <laughs> you thought it was the drum? No, man, it's the gym routine. He's also got sleep, friends, prestidigitation, calm emotions, enthrall, pyrotechnic suggestion. His loxodon serenity gives him advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. And as a loxodon, he can push, carry, or lift as much as a large creature, which makes it easy to have armor on and carry that drum. And why he benches so much at the gym. Mm. Plus one. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, I mean, score-wise, I got no problem with that plus one. I got a lot of issues with your vision of Fat Neil, but I was noticing a couple of spells that you are definitely correct on, and we'll address that later. Moving into tankiness, how well can Fat Neil take a hit? Pfft, plus two. What? Got an AC of 19 with a shield. <laughs> He's got half plate mail. As College of Valor Bards, they get proficiency with medium armor. He's also got 40 hit points. Uh, so that's it? Yeah. Just his AC and his hit points? Yeah. That's not plus two worthy. All right, plus one. And you know what? Roll for that plus one. Fat Neil, he's pretty charismatic. He's got a 14 charisma. So the DC for a plus one is a 15. That means I need to roll a 13 or better. 10. I missed it by one. No, I missed it by a lot more than that. All right, so... The armor is so, so not Fat Neil because he likes cloaks. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. I mean, like nothing long, flowing capes. Are you talking about moo-moos? No, no, no. Capes. Like Liberace capes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Furry, full capes that he likes to twirl. He's got an AC of 10. Fat He's... Neil's not fancy. You've been talking to Fancy Neil. He's a different <laughs> guy. No, no, no. Fancy Neil is the guy that wears the tight leather pants and the deep V-neck leather studded armor. He waxes his chest hair. He's got that twirly mustache. That's Fancy Neil. Fat Neil also has 48 hit points. You were so close on that one. He has Hidden Step as being a furbolg, which is legit tanky. He also took the durable feat. And that's just his natural durability. He doesn't like to test that. Which bumped his con... And it means when he rolls hit die, he recovers a minimum of four. And he took Blade Ward as a spell. So Fat Neil is an even zero. No objection here. I think we can both agree Fat Neil is one heck of a friend. He's a great friend. We're definitely in agreement on that. And you know who else is a great friend? Laylath, that wrote a review of us. Laylath, maybe? And the subject line is just... Celebration emoji, smiley face emoji. And the text reads, The scoring of the builds is the best. It's so scientifically accurate that it should be adopted by the Adventurers League. Keep up the good work, and then explosion emoji. Which I think really encapsulates our show. Oh, wait, no, she just updated the review, and now it, that explosion emoji is actually an explosion emoji with a poop emoji following it. I think that's just diarrhea. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that really, really encapsulates the show. If you take the time to write us a review on iTunes, we will read them in future episodes. Thank you so much. Okay, Fat Neil does pretty good when it comes to ally assist. He's got the Mantle of Inspiration, which I will recap 
briefly here. I think we've used it several times. But as a bonus action, I can spend a Bardic Inspiration to grant five temporary hit points to up to two creatures I can see within 60 feet. Each creature can immediately use its reaction to move its speed without provoking opportunity attacks. And I've got Bardic Inspiration, of course. I've got Song of Rest, of course. I mean, I think this is a... Uh, I think this might be a one. Yeah, you're you're pretty much even, Steven, with me. I'm I'm Argonal one as well. I've got Song of Rest, Bardic Inspiration, of course. I've also got Cure Wounds, and I also have Combat Inspiration, which is a College of Valor Bard ability, which at third level allows you to inspire others in battle and use a Bardic Inspiration die from the pool to roll and add that number to a weapon attack that was just made by one of the creatures that you choose. Right. Uh, so. That's pretty neat. Okay, so, yeah, one for one. Okay, sounds good. Let's move into how balanced Fat Neil is. We all know that it's a plus two. He's super balanced. He's got a strength of 11, but he's working on it. Dexterity of 16, Constitution of 14, Intelligence of 10, Wisdom of 11, Charisma of 14, Passive Perception of 11, Jack of all trades, but let me highlight a couple of proficiencies here. Uh, expertise in Persuasion, with a plus six expertise in performance with a plus six man that drumming is so good those are correct those are exactly the way they should be okay can we talk about your decks of 16 for a moment here even if fat neil was going to the gym he would not already have a decks of 16 also a loxodon with a decks of 16 bananas you don't count the trunk as dexterous but i do it can't all be in the trunk, though. How is he making a deck save using only his trunk? Describe that to me. He does a handstand with his trunk. Whoa. No, that is a plus one because you know that those stats don't reflect the name Fat Neil. Listen to this. Strength of 10. Dex of 8. Con of 15. He's a hardy boy. Intelligence of 13. Wisdom of 16. Charisma of 14. I hate to tell you, but... You're giving him too much credit. He's not that smart. <sighs> no, I, I think your dex of 16 is way more ridiculous than my intelligence of 13. All right, then let's just call it even Steven. Clearly, we both have different visions of what Fat Neil is. I've been talking to the correct Fat Neil. I don't know. You've been talking to some Harvard scholar. Anyway, let's just both take plus twos. But we're going to move right into the charisma scenario for this week, which was personally directed by... Our patron, our friend, and the creator of Fat Neil, Tom Hennessy. And so you know what they did? They kneeled before Fat Neil. Uh, naturally, of course. Fat Neil? Oh, that's me. I thought we were friends. Of course we are. Good to see you, Sheriff. You slept with both my wife and my daughter? So how would you handle that, Fat Neil? Okay, so Fat Neil, obviously he did this. I think the situation leaves it kind of open as to he thinks you did, but Fat Neil definitely did. We both agreed on the ability score. He has a 20 in sexy. So sexy, yes. So first of all, I cast friends and I call him emotions just to get things stable. Then I persuade him with my plus six that even though I am excellent in the sack, there's no way I can mean as much to his wife-daughter that he does. So we get to talking a little bit. I figure out 
What's a regret that he's had from his time together? Maybe something that his wife, daughter lost that was very precious to them. I then use locate object, my spell, to cast it on that item. I find that lost item and I bring it back with him to his house and his wife, daughter is are there. And then I put them all on the couch. I apologize again. I tell them they were great. I tell him that they were great. I'm saying all of this. I say, oh, I was great. They were great. But you know what? Let me leave you guys with just one more thing. And then I use enthralling performance on the whole family. And they're straight up enthralled with me. Mad Boy's got the books! And maybe I bang the wife daughter again before I leave. I mean, just see how the night goes. But otherwise, I think I kind of set things straight. Oh man, I would have I would have agreed with whatever you were arguing, but that uh, that send off that you just said right there with the wife daughter, uh, that's aggressive. What? No, it's romantic. Uh, nothing about the word bang is is romantic. <laughs> I did I did immediately regret using the word bang. Yeah, no, I knew you'd be all right at coming up with a scenario for Menage a Trois because you have been known for that. But uh, you'll take a one here. I'm arguing a two. I play a gentle driving beat. And I say, Sheriff Garen, so good to see you. I'm afraid that I don't know what you're talking about. You, you see, Slender Jerry, the other prominent Loxodon in town, <laughs> man, he's been on a tear lately. Saw it on the news. And this beat casts the friend spell, where he has to do a successful save, otherwise he becomes my friend. And I change the beat slightly, make it a little gentler. And I say, Perhaps I can accompany you back home and talk to your wife and daughter. Let them see me face to trunk, and surely they'll insist it was not me, but another man. But first, come have a drink with me. This beat casts suggestion, and he does so on a failed wisdom safe. After some chit-chat and a few drinks, I start the beat up again. But this time, it's a little slower and even gentler than before. And I cast sleep. He passes out at the bar. I insist that the barkeep overserved him and leave him there, conked out on the bar. All of this is paired with, like you, a plus six persuasion. Mm hmm. Plus mm -hmm. two. So you knocked me down a point because I made it weird by saying bang. Rightfully so. You called the sheriff Sheriff Garen. Yeah. My wife is your sister. Oh. Plus one. That's really bad. So how I would handle this aggressively? I would change the name of the sheriff first, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> then, as soon as he finishes his accusation, I would apologize and say that I have to get back on stage for the second part of my set with, by popular demand, the trait of my entertainer background. I can begin to play some Travis Barker-style stuff on my drums, and I finish with a booming solo pointed in the sheriff's direction. I cast Thunderwave, pushing him straight out the door, oh. and I make a run for it with the tavern patrons going wild. Excellent okay. performance, yeah. Plus one. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, you could have had a plus two, but we've committed to a plus one. Okay, so Fat Neil aggressively here, I mean, the, the correct answer is he's trying to intimidate me, right? So I'm gonna help him do that. I cast Enhance Ability on him, so his intimidation is even scarier. <laughs> then I start to cry. And I start to plead for my life. And I run out of the bar. And he's probably a little bit flustered because he didn't realize how hot he was getting with that intimidation. So as he's trying to compose himself, I cast Disguise Self on me. 
and I come back into the bar as his wife daughter, and I tell him, You are such a bully! The way you made Fat Neil cry. Beautiful, succulent Fat Neil. I can't live with this anymore. I'm running off with Fat Neil. Goodbye! And then I leave town. Wow, that's a plus two. That's cruel. Now, before we get into scoring these and figuring out who made the real Fat Neil, let's move into the X Factor and just see if you, like Tom Hennessy, would play your version of Fat Neil. Well, first of all, Dan, I don't think we really relished in the fact that we kind of nailed this idea a lot closer than I think either of us expected. Yeah, we definitely did. When, when we, you came up with the concept of this episode and you had texted me about it and I was like, yeah, this could either like work or it could just be a total failure and just be really, really dumb and kind of boring for the listeners. So I went with it anyway, and I was like, we could definitely hit this on the head. And we got pretty darn close. We did. It's not bad. I mean, I think we could both agree that Fat Neil is probably not the rogue. The fingers are too fat to pick the lock. Yeah. It doesn't seem like the appropriate name for the cleric or the paladin because it just, it just lacks any prestige. Definitely could be a barbarian. I could also see Fat Neil being a wizard, because wizards are a little wacky. So this was, yeah, so this was a success in that regard. Uh, I think the one of us that really did fail was you, actually, um, because, as previously mentioned, you didn't exactly nail who Fat Neil should be, and so you scored too high, basically. You got a four to my two, so oh. on paper you won, but in my spirit, I won. I think I nailed Fat Neil this week, and listeners... Hop onto our Twitter. We've got a poll right now that was posted along with the episode. And take a vote. Who did a better Fat Neil? Yeah, in our episode thread that we release every week where we talk about the content from this week's episode, we will have a poll on there. And Dan, I think we could agree on one more thing. And the person that really nailed Fat Neil was the sheriff's wife daughter. That's 100% true. I didn't really touch on the X Factor. Uh, College of Glamour isn't exactly my thing as a player, but I think from my backstory, it's clear that I wrote Fat Neil to be an NPC, so don't be surprised if you, Dan, run into him someday. Well, chances are we won't be doing this type of episode again. No, I don't think lightning's going to strike twice on this one, but it was fun while we did it. But listeners, go ahead, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, because the day after this airs, June 13th, we're going to our first gaming convention and that's Origins in Columbus, Ohio, and we'll be all over social media with dumb pictures, observations. Also, for our patrons, we're going to be all over the Discord. That whole weekend is going to be a D&D fest for Garen and I. We don't get to uh, be full-on geek because Garen has this thing called uh, a responsibility as a dad, and as much as I'd like to have him full-time on this D&D thing, he's an adult. That's true, but for those four days... We are just a couple of bachelors living in an Airbnb, and we are going to be all up in your business. We encourage you to be all up in our business, too. Uh, we are stoked for this trip. We actually hope to meet some listeners there. So if you're listening and you're going to Origins, hit us up on social media, and maybe we can find you. Yeah, it could happen. Come back next week as we will be getting in a couple of Fender Benders with Twisted Mithril by E.R.F. Jordan. Her work has been previously featured on this show, and she is a very talented creator out in the community. Yeah, and her new product is on DMs Guild, of course, and it has everything you need to build your own battle cruiser and get into a death race. And naturally, she has also written subclasses to go along with them. That's right, and until then, Labrats, just remember, when it comes to character creation, 
It doesn't have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Lab, and all episodes for that matter. Yeah, but if you left this episode just wanting more, you can join us on Patreon for tons of bonus content. At our lowest tier, you can join our Discord and participate in fan battles and have access to all PDF content that we post. You can even chat with us throughout the day. For just a little bit more, you get two bonus episodes a month and access to the entire backlog of Fight Clubs, Monster Labs, and special interviews that we've been pumping out since March of 2018. Patrons in the next tier get early access to our regular show, sometimes as much as nine days prior to release date. They also get PDFs of the character sheets for the characters that we've built in the 2019 episodes and beyond, and they can submit a smooth operator or spitting fire charisma scenario that we will use in each and every episode. And our top, top tier patrons get merch a couple times a year, have a chance to submit characters, and can sway the fates with automatic crits and fails on our charisma rolls during the show. At any level, we hope to bring you more fun. We love working Working on this show and the support of our patrons helps continue to make it better. If you're digging the new audio production that began in 2019, just know that it wouldn't be possible without those that already donate. And we have more plans to beef up the lab, and we need your help to do it. But however you support us, we thank you. We hope to have you back next week. Head over to our Facebook and Twitter at DD Character Lab for some previews, what to expect, and lots of links to other great community content. Until Wednesday, peace, love, and point by. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you're not, not you're not gonna make that. sex noises before you do the outro? I'm not. <laughs> oh man, just, that took Just non sequitur, no context <laughs> provided. Man, that tickled me. That's just so dumb. Alright. That's right, and until then, lab rats, just remember, when it comes to character creation. It doesn't have to be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. nope, not doing it. <sighs>